Hello, mom friends. Welcome to the Practically Speaking Mom podcast, December style. We're keeping the episode short in December, filled with positive encouragement and practical ideas. This is Val Harrison, the Practically Speaking Mom. This is the podcast for imperfect moms. You do not need to be perfect to be an intentional mom. In fact, imperfect goes very well with intentionality. And here's why. When you're intentional, you're a mom who's learning from your mistakes and seeking growth. If that's you, then you have found your place right here at the Practically Speaking Mom, Intentional Mom Strong Family Podcast. I do this podcast because God has put an unquenchable fire in me to encourage and equip moms who have a desire to be intentional. I'm just another imperfect mom, a sister sojourner on the path to strengthening our families because it is worth it. Because God made our wonderful families and appointed us as mamas of our tribes. And you know what? To be honest, when God made us, he knew he was making us with some built-in quote-unquote imperfections. They are the little holes that allow him Christ to shine through because he says that when we are weak, he is strong. You see, my imperfections come with lots of benefits. Number one, my imperfections keep me humble. Now, this is very important because naturally I am not that humble of a person, but (laughs) thankfully, I have made lots of mistakes and I keep making them. (laughs) So God just keeps keeping me humble. Number two, the second reason why imperfections are actually beneficial is they keep me relying on God and relying on others. You see, there is relationship in relying. You know, It is good for us to need one another, and God wants us to need him. He wants fellowship with us, relationship with us. Now, how bonded do you feel with someone who doesn't show any signs of needing you? Not very bonded, right? In contrast, we feel drawn to someone who needs us in a healthy way, not in a needy way or not in a take from us a whole bunch kind of way. But just in a, I recognize my need that I could use your help with, and I recognize your capability of helping, and I recognize your need that I can help with, and not only that, but I also like you enough to be connected with you. That kind of way of needing one another is relationship building. Now, a third way that imperfections have meaning is when we are imperfect, others feel more comfortable around us. Have you ever gone to someone's house that is, I mean, spick and span spotless? Uh, Did it intimidate you to be with that perfect mom who keeps the perfect house, raising the perfect kids? Being imperfect is being human, and we are much more comfortable with fellow humans than we are with super moms. The most important reason of all, though, that imperfections are in their own way a positive is that God says that when we're weak, he is strong, as I mentioned earlier, it allows him to shine through our lives. Those little imperfections are really the sparkle in our life. He sparkles through us when we are growing, 
overcoming obstacles and transforming character is so inspiring. You know, my youngest son, Andrew, when he was young, (laughs) uh, he had a terrible temper. He was just all boy, very active and loved sports. and, And I just think he had a lot of testosterone. And really, that's what people mean when they say all boy. They mean they're energetic and and very, just everything was done physically. So that also meant when he would get upset, it was very physical with him, just very aggressive. Then he began maturing in his relationship with God and allowing the Holy Spirit to change him and reshape him. And now he is in character and in relationships, the most gentle, long-suffering, compassionate, forgiving person you could ever meet. His transformation is inspiring. Would that inspiration be there if there had not been transformation? No. If he would have started out perfect, that just would have been intimidating, you know, to all of us that are not. But the transformation, well, that is inspiring. Another example is me. I have all kinds of flaws, especially in parenting. If I didn't make lots of parenting mistakes, I would have nothing to share with all of you. I only have passion about parenting solutions because I made all the mistakes enough times to trial and error lots of different solutions and see what works and what does not work and to search scripture to identify God's answers for my mess ups. Then implementing his answers and seeing that they work best of all. If I hadn't lived through my mistakes and my shortcomings, I wouldn't have any stories to tell my children to say, keep going. God will be faithful. Even when you're a mess, hold on, look to him. He is full of compassion and abound. he abounds in love. Do not be discouraged or dismayed for the Lord will be with you. Those are the messages that I love giving my kids and I couldn't if I had been perfect. So my friend, I am flawed and I am growing and I'm letting God shine through all of my many weaknesses. And if that is you, then you're at the right place. Now I'm determined for this Christmas season to be as manageable and blessing filled as possible for my family and for me. My goals for December are to make some memories that grow our family bonds, especially bonding through blessing others and keeping our focus on the true meaning of Christmas, which is our Savior, Christ Jesus. Thus, I'm keeping the podcast episode short for December. Now, I'm keeping it simple in a lot of ways this Christmas. One of the ways that I'm trying something new to keep it simple is in my Christmas gift giving. I have three married kids, and for my married kids, all the wives are getting the same gifts, and all the husbands are getting the same gifts. Then I have two college students, and I asked them to send me links to what they want, so I picked from the links, super simple. I mean, that was the best, easy, (laughs) which means I only have grandkids and my two youngest daughters and my husband to buy for. Now, I started a tradition a few years ago regarding the grandkids and Christmas gifts. When they arrive at grandma's house, they each have a stack of gifts, three gifts that are wrapped in white 
and decorated like a snowman. So so each t- grandchild has one snowman stack, and that snowman stack has their name on it so that they each have a snowman. I wanted a tradition that would work no matter how much we could spend on them that year. You know, there's some lean years and some not lean years. And so I wanted a tradition that could stick no matter what. So I'm also affirming to them, I want them to see their name on stuff from grandma, you know, so drawing on their boxes, their name and, you know, drawing the snowman buttons and eyes and all that good stuff. It just makes them feel like somebody personalized all of it. Grandma personally was thinking of them. So I think they'll look forward to Christmas at grandma's every year. Now, as you probably know, if you listen to the podcast other times, you do know that I don't live by my grandkids. They live in another state. So this year, that made me really sad because they are three and four, and that's just the right age for reading lots of Christmas stories. I wanted to read all of my Christmas storybooks to my little buddies, James and Asher, So I was praying about my sadness about this and asking God, how can I still influence them and let them know that grandma loves celebrating Jesus, even if I don't get to be with them? Now, I mentioned earlier in this episode that one of my goals for December is to keep it simple, and that is really to help realize my other goals that I mentioned, which are to make some memories that grow our family bonds especially bonding through blessing others, and to keep our focus on the true meaning of Christmas. So I wanted to share with you what God showed us for our Christmas blessing project this year. I'm pretty excited about this because not only does it help me share Christmas with my grandsons from a distance, but it also helps me, Abby and Emma, bond with each other and with their nephews, Jamie and Asher. Now, this project might not sound simple to you, but keeping other things simple frees me up to be intentional with my family and achieve all my Christmas goals in one project. So I'm going to share with you that I gave them a big bag at Thanksgiving full of our December plan. And so I want to tell you what was in that bag in case you might want to also do some of those things. Now, everything I tell you about, except the snacks, were purchased from Hobby Lobby, which this year they've been having their Christmas 50% off. So everything that I tell you about was super inexpensive. The first thing is a nativity window clings. And this was really fun. Okay, this literally cost like $2. And at Thanksgiving, we put it on the window together, me and the little boys. So what we did was we put it on their kitchen sliding door and it was so funny. I would let Jamie put one up and then Asher put one up, all the little pieces of the nativity, right? Well, we were going from the largest window cleaning object to the smallest. So the biggest was the stable, of course, and Jamie put the stable on the glass and then it's Asher's turn and the next biggest thing is the camel. So Asher, who is three, he placed that camel right on top of that stable and then Jamie, he followed suit and the the next biggest thing, which I think was a shepherd, he or maybe a cow, I don't remember, he put it on top of the camel and so pretty soon there was this long, long standing stack of all of the nativity pieces with Jesus at the top 
And I thought that was pretty cute. And then the next thing in the bag was a nativity advent calendar. Now this also was very inexpensive from Hobby Lobby, under $5. It's a December calendar with felt nativity pieces at the top. They're not movable. They're just stuck on permanently. Then it has 25 pockets and a star attached on a long string. So you can move the star through each number leading up to December 25th. So I showed them how to use the calendar and things. Then there was baggies of snacks with their names on it. 15 bags for Jamie or James and 15 bags for Asher. Now my goal is to Zoom with them 15 days in December to read a Christmas story while they eat their snack. There were also seven simple crafts in this big bag that we sent, and they were very inexpensive. They ran about $4 per craft, and in each package of a given craft, there was enough for 8 to 12 children, you know, like maybe it's for preschool classrooms or Sunday school classrooms. So while these crafts were about $4 total per craft, they had enough materials in them for multiple years of us doing this. So that's pretty cool. I separated out one set from each craft for Asher and wrote his name on the bag. And then one set for Jamie and wrote his name on the bag and then kept a set here at home for Emma so that in a Zoom call, she will do the craft here and show them how to do it there at their house. And then we still have enough of them to do other years. So that's pretty exciting. So there were seven crafts that we picked to do that with. And then the final thing that we have planned with our Zoom calls is for Abby to do some Christmas songs with them. So we are just so excited about our long distance Christmas, our, uh, for me, long distance grandparenting, but for the boys with their two young aunts. It's, of course, just good time for them to stay connected across the miles as well. Now, I'm going to end today with a prayer that I've written for moms at Christmas. My dear Jesus, oh, the mom pressure of Christmas, from finishing up a semester of school, doing all the Christmas activities, figuring out gifts for one and all, decorating and baking, and the list goes on. There's merit to all of these activities, Lord. I'm asking for your help in keeping my perspective and helping my children to have the right focus about all of this. Help me to help them to see our Savior in all the Christmas activities. In our baking, may it be a time of relationship bonding, both in our time together in the kitchen, but also bonding with those for whom we bake. In our gift giving, and the goodies that we'll give, keep us from consumerism. And instead, may our gifts be a tangible expression of love, as we remember that we are blessed more when we give than when we receive. In all of the Christmas music, at the stores and in the cars, may we hear of the joy we have because a Savior was born, and the hope we have because of heaven. And may it all be genuine relationship in our hearts with you. In all of the glow of all of the lights on the houses and in the houses, may we remember that you are the light of the world. Thank you, Jesus, the King who came as a helpless babe 
2,000 years ago to become one of us and then to take our place and consequence. You came to give us eternal life and eternal hope. And when you returned to heaven, you left here your spirit to dwell with us until we are reunited with you in person again. You are God with us, Emmanuel. My intentional mom friend, your family is God's masterpiece. He designed the special and unique combination of your little tribe. It's an honor to meet with you every week to help equip and encourage you in your worthy journey of being mama to your masterpiece. If this podcast is a blessing to you, won't you please take the time to share it with moms that you know. So share this podcast with a friend and then head over to practicallyspeakingmom.com to subscribe to my weekly email containing a blog post and podcast. Join me on Instagram at Practically Speaking Mom and in the private Facebook group, Intentional Mom Strong Family. See you next week.